This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I am at WildcatAuthority.com Senior Editor Jason Shear. Hope everyone is staying safe, staying home Staying healthy, staying sane. <laughs> also, keep that in mind. I know I'm having trouble with the latter one. Being home with uh, with two girls, school's been canceled for the rest of the year, so uh, it's it's going to be an interesting next few months. But um, got to do what what you got to do. Um, the good thing, in, in a way, is that there's still plenty of talk to to talk about with, with Arizona athletics, um, even though there's no actual sports on to watch. Um, the news is still coming pretty rapidly um, from a, a fan perspective and in the sense where um, it's not just us sitting around uh, arguing about when college sports will be played again or listening to. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. College coaches pretend like they're experts on what the heck is going to happen next season. Instead, there's recruiting news and such. Um, two pieces of recruiting news coming up. Uh, the, the big one from this past weekend uh, is one that will focus on the commitment of Terrell Brown, transfer out of Seattle. And then the other one being that Kerwin Walton is probably a week away um, from making a decision. But... We'll get to Kerwin Walton probably in a, a future podcast um, in the next few days or so, but really just wanted to focus on um, Terrell Brown from Seattle. He uh, he is an intriguing prospect um, in in the sense where the recruitment moved pretty fast. Um, it, it really there weren't many indications that it was going to move fast. Most people thought it'd be between Arizona and Washington and. Um, I, I think that says a lot about what type of player Terrell Brown may be mentally because here's a kid where um, I went back and I watched Synergy film clips of Seattle and I am confident in saying that I'm not sure I saw a college offense run like Seattle ran their offense. Um, if you watch clips, Seattle's offense basically consisted um, of Terrell Brown getting the ball at some point you know, either full court, three-fourths, half, whatever it may be, clearing out and going to work. Um, we call that the do-him offense <laughs> in the industry. Um, we're basically just like, do you. You know, it's an AU offense, and uh, that's basically what Terrell Brown was running for Seattle. Um, I do not blame him for it. I, I want to be, you know, specific. You got to have a head coach allowing you to do that. And if a head coach is going to allow a player to basically shoot anytime he wants 
and not run much of an offense, um, that that's what you're going to get. So it's hard to blame the uh, the player for um, for for basically running that type of offense. When meanwhile, Jim Hayford, who's the Seattle coach, he replaced Cameron Dollar, um, isn't really running running an offense. I mean, it, it it's pretty remarkable when you watch clips. Um, so here's Terrell Brown, and you assume, look, he's living the life at Seattle. I mean, he really is. Uh, when you take a look at the number of shots that he was putting up, he put up 19 shots per game, um, right there among the nation's leaders in field goal attempts. 19 shots in a college game is crazy. Um, it's six more shots than he put up his first year at Seattle. Uh, went from 12 to, to 18, 19 shots. Um, shooting percentage went down with the expanded shots. But here's a kid where there is not going to be as much freedom at any other school in the country than Brown has at Seattle. And it may come down to winning. It may come down to him just wanting to have a bigger stage. Um, but it's not coming down to shot selection. Because I can tell you that whether he had gone to Washington, Arizona, wherever he was going that was a bigger school than Seattle, his shot selection, his offensive freedom is not going to be there. So in order for him to leave Seattle, and some people would say it's a bad decision. Look, you're, you're putting up 19 shots a game. You're living the life. But in order for him to leave Seattle, he had to come to some mental agreement where he says to himself, look, man. I'm not putting up 19 shots a game. It is not happening if I go to Arizona. No matter where I go, it's not happening. And so, in a way, he deserves credit for the fact that he chose a school like Arizona because I can look at his numbers, and I'll get to those in a bit, but he's not putting up those shots. He's not going to run an offense that resembles anything that they ran at Seattle, if they even ran an offense. It's going to look completely different. And because of that, I find it difficult to look at him and kind of carry over and say what he's going to do or not going uh, to be able to do. And so I have to admit that when I look at his statistics for efficiency, they're not good. Like you're not looking at him and going, man, that's a really efficient player. Now, again, it goes back to the fact that he's not surrounded by a lot of talent at Seattle. Seattle was not a good team. He had complete freedom. Um, but, you know, he's shooting 29% from three, shooting 41% from the field. Uh, he's, he's not shooting off the catch, you know, at all. Um, he's he's just not a very uh, efficient player. He does have some good numbers off the pick and roll, and there is some highlight there. He's supposed to be a, a good defensive player. Um, so that is a uh, that's a plus. But there's obviously some concern. And I, and I think that the concern is warranted. Um, I have to say I, I'm not that high on the Terrell Brown commitment, but I do get it from Arizona's perspective, which we'll get to in a sec. Uh, it, it's just he is a very different player than what we're used to um, at Arizona, at least. And uh, I don't want to say he's like a Gabe York because I think he's a little more dynamic and a little more balanced than that, but he's the type of guy where – um, he's probably going to need to be somewhat of a volume shooter in order to have success. Um, you take a look at him, and, and, and there are some positives. Um, you know, he, he did average six rebounds and five assists a game. Um, there is a playmaking ability where even though they ran that do-him offense, he only turned the ball over two and a half times a game, and he still averaged five assists. So he had a two-to-one assist-to-turnover ratio, which is nice. 
The thing here is that's important with him right now is that the expectation until Arizona hears otherwise is that James Akinjo is going to miss the first 11 games of the season or so because of the transfer rules and the timing of him leaving Georgetown and all that. Now, if he does miss the first 11 games, and I'm not sure they're going to appeal yet, there's a lot going on in the NCAA, um, Terrell Brown very likely, there's still some, you know, it's up in the air a little bit, but Terrell Brown very likely would be your starting point guard for those 11 games. And then when Akinjo comes back, you assume he slides into the starting spot and there becomes a competition at the two, whoever it may be, or Terrell Brown comes in, plays with Akinjo some, and then backs him up at the point as well. What we saw this past season is that Arizona didn't have a backup point guard. When Nico Mannion went down or with foul trouble or whatever it may be, Jamal Baker just wasn't it. Max Hazard wasn't it. And Arizona didn't have that backup point guard. Now, ideally, it would have been Brandon Williams, but we all know his situation. Um, I get asked about him a lot. There is a chance that he's going to give it a go. Um, I think there's a good chance that he's going to give it a go. I don't know what that'll look like. I don't know what the success will be. I don't know how we determine success. I'm not sure the family does it well. Um, but I know that there is a solid chance that they're going to give it a go and see what happens. Uh, with that being said, obviously, you still have low expectations about what you'll see from him. So Terrell Brown, at the very worst, is probably your backup point guard going into next season um, with a few pieces here or there. Uh, and so it's going to be an interesting competition when you look at the guard spot. Um, you uh, Again, uh, Kinjo, I mentioned, Jamal Baker is a guy where you look at Jamal Baker and how much better than Terrell Brown is he. Um, I'm not that high on Terrell Brown, like I said. I it's I shouldn't say I'm not that high on him. There's things I need to see. I, I, it's, it's asking a lot for a kid to go to a school where he can put up any shot he wants to a school at Arizona where the competition is better, the guys around him are better, but he's not going to have that offensive freedom. If Terrell Brown adjusts well to that situation, he's going to surprise me and other people, and I am fully willing to admit and accept that. Um, But again, it's kind of a see-it-to-believe-it type of deal. But is he that much worse than Jamal Baker? No, he might be better. Um, I, I was as hard on Jamal Baker as anybody last season. Uh, I, I thought that Jamal Baker, I know there's people around him that felt that he was a volume shooter, um, but he's not. He's not a volume shooter. you got to be able to make shots in order to be a volume shooter, and it felt like there were times of the game where he put up shots that he didn't need to be putting up. And he's a guy where all of a sudden you look at his role next season and they're going to bring in Terrell Brown. They got James Akinjo. Let's say they land Kerwin Walton, and let's say they look in other areas. All of a sudden, you're wondering where Jamal Baker's minutes are going to come from because Jamal Baker doesn't have that one skill. And I'm not saying that he's not going to play or anything like that, but Kerwin Walton, for instance, let's say Arizona lands him, you know he's coming in with the ability to shoot and knock down shots uh, from behind the arc with consistency right away. That's his game. Jamal Baker, you look at him and you say, what is he really good at? And a lot of times when I look at a college player, I say, what are they really good at? Well, Terrell Brown is good at getting to the rim. He does get to the rim well. Um, he takes care of the ball well. Uh, you know, James Akinjo, tough kid, defends well, you know, controls an offense, whatever it may be. Uh, Christian Coloco, really good shot blocker. Like, you can go down the line and say that a player has one specific skill and then builds on it from there. I'm not sure what Jamal Baker has. So, in terms of Terrell Brown's minutes, 
it's going to be very interesting. I, I said this before in kind of a tangent. I, I think that these preseason predictions that people are doing um, with, you know, Pac-12, they're stupid. They're absolutely stupid. There's a reason I don't do them. I know they're good for publicity and people read them, but me making a prediction about how this Arizona team is going to do now makes no sense. Oregon added like five players in August last season, uh, and, and their team looked completely different. Arizona has numerous guys on the board. Kerwin, Walton, Zaire Williams, maybe another grad transfer, uh, a couple international players. Matt Harms is a guy that they would take right now. You know, there's people there. There's another couple guys that I can't talk about. And so this roster that we know it with Arizona is nowhere near what we're going to see. Like I read the other day, Arizona, John Wilner, I think, predicted Arizona to finish like eighth or whatever it may be. Look, if Arizona adds Zaire Williams, Kerwin Walter, Walton, Terrell Brown, uh, you know, Matt Harms, whatever it may be, they're not finishing. They're, they're going to be one of the top three teams in the conference, if not the best. And so it makes very little sense to me to be like, oh, this team's going to be like that next season in, you know, April. There's just so much that's going to go on. And and so moving back to Terrell Brown and just kind of analyzing that commitment, um, I don't mind it. I don't hate it. There's just a lot that I need to be convinced of. I get why Arizona took Terrell Brown. I really do. The issue to me is always the carryover, and, and it happens with transfers often. When you go like Max Hazard, you're like, well, he averaged 13 points at Irvine, blah, blah, blah. What about that carryover when he's not taking as many shots, when he's around better players facing better competition? Are these bulk shooters that are literally going to have to change their DNA to who they are, um, are they going to have success? Um, earlier, I, I touched on the recruitment of um, – Terrell Brown, it, it was pretty straightforward. Arizona and Washington were the two schools that I heard the most because Brown is from Washington. Um, if you do not know, Brown is Jason Terry's uh, godson. Um, that helped the situation with Arizona. Um, Terry and Sean Miller, I, I know there's some focus on the message board. It is not a bad relationship. Um, I, I know that Terry has said some things in the past. It is not a, a bad relationship like some may assume. So it actually helped Arizona um, in that regard that Jason Terry um, and, and Terrell Brown are obviously close and have a close relationship. Um, and, and so Arizona was able to land them. It helps because it kind of helps move things along. You know, you worry about certain positions. I mean, like look at last year, Arizona didn't have that backup point guard like I mentioned. They thought maybe Baker. They thought maybe Hazard. Those guys came to campus, and it wasn't working. With Terrell Brown, you have video evidence that he could at least run the point guard. All right, the efficiency numbers are a concern, but you know that he could come in, dribble, and be effective as a point guard, whereas you didn't have that proof at all even when the season was over with Jamal Baker um, and Max Hazard. And so that's just kind of a, an overall analysis of Terrell Brown's commitment. Um, there's going to be a lot of basketball news coming. You know, eventually the assistant coach news will leak. Kerwin Walton is scheduled to decide uh, privately a week from today um, if he holds forth to it. Um, I, I believe right now Arizona is the leader in that recruitment. And again, you have Zaire Williams. You have a couple of international guys. There's a couple of grad transfers, a couple of guys I can't talk about. Um, I love teasing you like that. I'm sorry, guys, but, you know, I got to have some fun in this quarantine. Um, so uh, with that being said, um, stay safe. I appreciate you guys for joining me. 
And, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll do this again more often. Thanks, guys. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the Shy? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes now streaming. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with the Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. The subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.